0: Welcome to Baby Tour Guide's Montessori Babies Podcast. I'm your host and baby tour guide, Bianca Salorsino, and for the last decade, I have dedicated myself to helping parents, educators, and caregivers optimize baby development through a Montessori lens. This podcast is all about evolving our Montessori practice to make our time with our sweet babies easier, relaxed, and so much fun. Let's jump into it. Hi guys, welcome to season 2 episode 21 of our Montessori Babies podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode because we are talking all about fall and all of the Montessori things that we can do with baby in relation to fall. It is almost the fall season and so I thought why not have an episode on all things fall and the controversies around Halloween as well because there is Montessori controversy around Halloween so we'll get into that in a little bit too. I first want to say that I am Talking a little bit quieter than normal because I'm having to get creative as far as when I'm recording and kind of getting into a different rhythm now that my son's a toddler, and also my voice is raspy because we have been sick. So Thank you to everyone for being so patient for the new episodes. I am trying my very best to stick to the bi-weekly episodes. Sometimes it's one a month, like last month it was once, but I'm doing my very best, so thank you for bearing with me. I thought we would first jump into a few updates. Just, of course, as I just mentioned, my son is a full toddler now. It is so crazy. I feel like I just, you know, did the birth episode and announced everything, And, but yeah, he's a full toddler. He's in a toddler phase of all things toddler. <laughs> And with that comes really, really beautiful moments and really cool work I get to offer. Really fun, connected, funny moments. You know, he's showing us how hilarious he is. And then, of course, a lot of the other things that come with toddlerhood as well. Like he's starting to express himself a lot more. And it's all so beautiful and wonderful. And, you know, we're learning as we go, as all of you are, my husband and I. And I am loving getting to know him every day and for myself too I feel like as time goes on you know as I'm sure you guys feel too the more time goes on the more you kind of find your flow and your rhythm and even though their needs are constantly changing it's almost like you know especially in Montessori because you have this observe and then reflect and then react mentality right and so when you use that with your baby you can also use it with yourself and then adjust everything accordingly and you know I feel like as time goes on for me for example I'm starting to fit in a lot of the things that make me me, and you know, fill my cup a little bit, and then I'm able to share more moments with my son and be more present and connected. And for example, one of my, I guess, guilty pleasures is I love watching travel food shows, and I've been really into YouTube ones recently. So I've been watching um, Mark Ween's and then the best ever food review show—I think that's what it's called—just some of that kind of stuff at night. And so, getting a little bit of my travel fill through there, and also my husband and I are both totally foodies. And- Love watching the food aspect too, and and so we started doing that, and then you know finding some recipes, and then getting our son involved in that, and then occasionally we'll let our son watch some with us, and you know he'll kind of stand in front of the TV and go mmm, and then you know we'll talk to him about what what they're cooking or what they're eating, and then we'll try to come up with something similar and getting him involved in that way, and so it's really cool to just kind of share those passions and joys with him, and it's all just getting so so fun. So I also wanted to note that because you know, I feel like in early parenthood and early motherhood, things are so fast and also so slow, you know, like they're growing so fast, things are moving so fast, we have so much to do, but also it's like the moments together when we are intentionally slow It's slow. And so, in that slowness, in that stillness, we have the opportunity to kind of observe and hone in on things that maybe we wouldn't be able to see in our more fast paced mode. And so, if you find that you're constantly searching for ideas or reaching for what is the best way to support, you know, your 12 month old and toys and all of that, or how to start getting, you know, your baby involved from a young age, I have been. Using my own course to help with that. And that's because when I made the course, I made it basically with everything that I suggest, which has been incredibly helpful because in the flow of parenthood, you know, things aren't at the forefront of my mind because it's, like I said, it's fast paced. It's also fuzzy because you're kind of sleep deprived. And anyway, so having everything in one space has been so, so, so helpful because I have all of the activities listed that I suggest, all the materials that I suggest, and what age to offer them and how to offer them. And so having it all there as a reference as he has grown from a sweet tiny baby until now, now that he is a toddler toddler. It has been just really, really helpful and I continue to use it. It was Really, really helpful when he was a newborn and I was so, so, so sleepy. So anyway, I wanted to note that because a couple of you have reached out to me recently asking about, you know, what the course is about because it's just called the Montessori Babies course. So what to expect? And that's basically it. It is everything that you need to both understand and implement Montessori in the home from infancy through toddlerhood. And what's cool about it is you get the foundational pieces of info. So you get to fully understand what Montessori is and how to support baby development that way. And that's what makes the course unique is that I also have a degree and background in child development and infant development. And so that piece is also in the course. It's generalized. It's not, you know, a crazy amount of information. It's what you need to know to support their development at home. And even if you're just, you know, doing what works for you in your home, this information will prove to be very, very helpful throughout their infancy and toddlerhood for the reasons I just mentioned. So the reason I'm saying this is because I have a Montessori workshop on fostering independence that teaches you everything that you need to get started on fostering independence and all the steps and everything. And within that workshop, there is a limited time discount on the Montessori Babies course where you can get it for only $97. It is a huge, huge discount and it is only for people who enroll in that workshop. So if you're interested in enrolling in that workshop, I definitely suggest checking it out because fostering independence is the number one way that I help parents get started with Montessori in the home. It's also very misunderstood and the quickest way to see results, like a super empowered baby, a really confident, excited mama. So if you're interested in that, the link is in the show notes, definitely check that out. Okay, now on to today's topic. We are talking all about fall. And all of the wonderful things that we get to do in fall with our sweet babies, Montessori baby development approved. So first off, everything about this time of year is just so cozy and cute. And almost magical and whimsical and beautiful, and you know, like taking a sip of hot apple cider when you're walking through a market and it's chilly outside. Like all of these essences and vibes, these are all little tiny things that we now get to share with our babies. It is so, so exciting. And the way that we get to do this is through those same, you know, sensorial, excited experiences that we get, right? When we experience these seasons. Of course, when we present, you know, lessons and such, it's going to be a little bit different. But the cool thing is, is as their parent or guide, we get to offer this wide variety of experiences with them in this fall season. So starting off with some shelf ideas. So um, if you have a Montessori shelf or you just present activities to your child, maybe have purposeful areas for your toys, that kind of thing. Some of the activities that I would suggest having would be a basket of gourds or pumpkins. Offering a basket like this is not only amazing sensory, right, because they get to explore the texture the scent, the color, you know, they get to explore all of that. But it's also an amazing language moment, right? Because we also get to explore it and describe it with them. We can get excited. We could sing songs about it. There's so many different things you could do with this simple little basket. And the cool thing is, is you'll find a lot of these tiny gourds and pumpkins everywhere. I like to find them at Trader Joe's or Sprouts, but, you know, any local farmer's market will have them. Around this time of year, at least you'll start to see them. Or just check your local market to see, you know, what's out for the season and provided, you know, it's something small and safe for baby that you can put in a basket. You can do that. The cool thing about grabbing gourds this season is that you can actually dry them out and make your own rattles or instruments. The thing with that is it will take a long time (laughs) and it won't be ready this season, but it will be ready next season <laughs> or in a few months. You'll want to keep checking on it. But essentially what you do is you just forget about it. You put it in a dry space, somewhere out of reach, you know, where you just let it sit for a long time. You just want it to dry out. And I've done this. I did this in my classroom um, a couple different times. And I still have a couple of the, the gourds that I dried out myself. But essentially you just want to put it somewhere, let it be, let it sit for a long time, a few months, I would say, maybe three to six months, kind of depending, you check on it every now and again, and then it should be good to go. And like I said, I still have some that I made in my classroom um, many, many years ago. So they do stay a long time. It is worth the effort, in my opinion, because you can also, you know, get your child involved in painting it once it's ready and then have a keepsake or if they have a younger sibling, right? Like you can make it for a younger sibling or just a family music basket or maybe even just their baby box, you know? (laughs) But that's a fun little tip I have for the gourds that you get for their basket of gourds is to keep it to keep the gourd to dry it out and turn it into an instrument. A similar idea would be to have a basket of known objects. So essentially it's a basket with categorized items. So you can get a bunch of different fall items and put them in a basket. And then similarly, it can be an amazing sensorial experience, an amazing language opportunity. If you have multiple children, it can be, you know, a group explore this basket, language lesson. And there's so much sensory to be had in these fall items, right? Because some of them even smell really good in this, season. Another thing that you can do is sorting with these objects. So if you get a sorting tray, there are purposeful Montessori sorting trays that already have, you know, the sections for you, but you can also DIY one with bowls on a larger tray. And then essentially you'll just put, you know, two to three items, depending on how old your child is. If your child is younger, you'll put two, but you'll put pairs of items and then, you know, you'll label everything for your baby and then teach them how they go in the same spot. And then it's that self correcting, oh, this is the same as this, I'm going to place this with this one. And through their exploration, they will figure out why they are similar and why the others are different. You can also do some fall art. So of course, art can be literally anything that you want it to be, but you can use fall colors with finger painting or brush painting. You can do collages. You can go on a nature walk and collect items for your collage. Meanwhile, you're just having endless language opportunities and sensory opportunities and you're just using what's around you you know in that situation a not so Montessori idea is to do some fall themed baby footprint or handprint art I did these in the classroom because you know they're amazing keepsakes and you get to see how tiny their little hands are their little feet are and the reason that they're not Montessori is because you know the child can't necessarily do it on their own but I think as a keepsake you know for you as their parent or as the caregiver to give to the parent as a gift. It's just really, really special. And there's some really fun fall ones that you can find on Pinterest. If you just type in fall baby footprint art or fall baby handprint art, you'll see tons of ideas. So I definitely suggest that. Although if you do do that, a tip would be to have either a couple wet rags near you ready to go or their wipes near you ready to go just so you can kind of clean everything up, especially if your baby is mobile. Oh my goodness, they will, you know, just sprint out of there so fast once you're done with the art. And of course, you know, paint can just get everywhere. So (laughs) just have it all ready to go, all the cleanup side of it ready to go so you can do a quick little cleanup once you capture the footprint (laughs) or the handprint. Another thing that you can do is you can DIY some language cards. I have a bunch of Montessori language cards in the Montessori babies course, and I just sent all my students the fall language card set. I'm so excited about it. But having fall themed language cards out is a really good way to incorporate that fall season onto your shelf or into the activities that you offer. In their environment, you can also decorate, you know, if you have a mobile baby or a walking young toddler, getting them involved in the decorating, maybe make it a special event play some music make a themed snack you know these are all things that we think about doing more so with older children but if we slow down we actually really can get our babies involved in the same type of really fun festive situation you know we actually just did something similar with our son where we had our our fall decorating day and I was playing music and we made muffins and we would have my son pull out the different decorations and he'd get to look at it and we would talk about it. And then, you know, we would put everything up wherever, you know, we thought it, it should go. And of course, he'll get more involved in that as he gets older, but it was just really, really fun. It was a special moment. So I definitely suggest doing something of the sort if that's something that you want to decorate for. If not, it's always fun to just have those fall cooking together opportunities too. play music, get involved, dance around. Because even as young babies, you know, they feel those energies. They feel the vibe that's happening in the space and it can help them, you know, get excited about the seasons too. All right. So moving on to the controversy of Halloween in Montessori. So it is a controversial kind of divided idea. And especially for children who are in the first plane of development, which is Montessori's first stage of development, which is from zero to six. And that's the absorbent mind, which is an idea that you've probably heard. But if you're new to Montessori, it's the limitless potentiality of the developing mind from zero to six. So children in the first plane of development are essentially concrete learners. And what that means is that they're on a mission to learn about what the world is in a very concrete way. And so the Montessori idea behind the controversy of Halloween, it revolves around a lot of the the whimsical and fantasy side of the holiday. And that's because, you know, these ideas are more abstract and don't necessarily support the child as a concrete learner. And Dr. Montessori observed that supporting children where they're at is the optimal way to honor their stage of development. Mind you, they will eventually evolve into more abstract thinkers as they approach the second plane, but that's the idea behind it. Is that they're concrete learners during this first plane of development. And so the, you know, the fantasy and the dress up and the make believe characters and all of the overarching ideas that revolve around Halloween may not honor the child in this stage of development. And I myself have met many, many different Montessori teachers over the years. And it's probably a 50-50 split as far as what they feel toward the holiday. One thing that I've learned, and that was especially reinforced when I got my master's in Montessori. So I got my training first. And then some years later, I got my master's in Montessori. And an idea that was reinforced by a specific professor was that Dr. Montessori wanted to support the child in a way that created a confident child of their time and an included child of their community and family and culture. And so my thought, is that if Halloween is something that is celebrated in your family, in your neighborhood and in your community, and it's something that you're looking forward to doing with your child, then you should absolutely go for it. There are definitely ways that we can honor their development while including them in their community around them in this holiday. You know, some ideas artistic to more, you know, concrete things for, you know, a potential Halloween costume, like maybe they dress up as their favorite animal or a profession or something like that. I've seen that. Another idea is to just be very clear, you know, that it it is pretend, it's make believe people play dress up on this day and they get to be literally whatever they want to be, you know, in this dress up and, but it's still the person, you know, these are all things that you can tell baby to support where they're at while also, you know, still including them. And then of course there are endless ways to get them involved, right? So all of the same ways that we would get them involved in food preparation. In you know their home community and their school community, we can do that around the same you know holiday events and stuff like that too. In my experience, even at the school I worked at, I worked at a school for a very long time, and I so I saw different Montessorians lead the school, and there were a lot of varying opinions. You know, there were there were some Montessorians who felt like it would be more appropriate to just celebrate autumn, you know, and everything that comes with the beauty Beautiful season of autumn, and that's beautiful in itself, too. And that's something that you can do if you feel like that's right for your family. And then there are other Montessorians who felt like if Halloween is something that the kids in their space celebrate with their families, then they should do it, you know? And so I always want to empower you to do what feels right for you and just give you the information and, you know, the tools and the ideas and the resources to do it in a way that works for you and for your baby and for your family and your community and in a way that's empowering to all of you. Like me, for example, my family loves holidays (laughs) and we love celebrating Halloween and also Dia de los Muertos. And so I'm just going to be honest about, you know, the dress up of the holiday and include him as much as possible. And, you know, he'll get to see his family all excited and get involved in the recipes and, and all of that. So I'm very, very excited. And like I said, I encourage all of you to do what works best for you and your family. The cool thing about this new journey that we're on with our sweet babies is that we have this wonderful opportunity to welcome them and share the beautiful cultural traditions that our families celebrate and may have celebrated for generations, you know? And so, however you celebrate autumn, fall, Halloween, whatever you celebrate in your home, I am so so excited for you to experience just all of the fall joys that come with this season. And on that note, I want to end with a couple quotes. So, the first quote is by an author named Delia Owens, and she said, autumn leaves don't fall, they fly. They take their time and wander on this their only chance to soar. And I thought that was just such a beautiful, beautiful quote because it really, it almost felt like a metaphor for life, you know, childhood, what we get to support and the beautiful dance that happens as the leaves fall to the ground. And I don't know, I was just envisioning it in my head as I read it and it just felt really beautiful. So I thought I'd share. And then the last quote is, As long as autumn lasts... I shall not have hands, canvas, and colors enough to paint the beautiful things I see. And that is by Vincent Van Gogh. And I thought that might inspire the art with your child or maybe just inspire any sort of creative moment that you have with your sweet baby throughout the season. So I hope you got some good ideas and some inspo for your fall activities with your baby. I cannot wait to hear about it. I love connecting with you guys on Instagram, so definitely reach out to me. My handle is at babytourguide. You'll probably find some Some other fun tips and stuff on there too. So definitely go give me a follow and send me a message. I love, love, love connecting with you guys. I even recently got chatting with a couple of you and I'm having one of you on my show as a guest. I'm so, so excited. So yeah, anyway, just really thankful for everyone who listens to this podcast and you know, is in my Instagram community as well. Everyone who's in my course community, I just feel like we're all on this wildly beautiful journey together. And I am honored to be even a small support on your journeys with your sweet babies. So thank you so much for listening to season two, episode 21 of our Monastery Babies podcast, and I will catch you in our next episode. Bye. Hey, it's Bianca, your baby tour guide here, hopping back in to say thank you again for listening to this episode of our Montessori Babies podcast. If you found this episode helpful, I would absolutely love if you would screenshot this episode and share it in your stories and tag me at Baby Tour Guide. Also, leaving a review is really helpful in helping other parents and caregivers find our show. Dr. Montessori said, the greatness of the human personality begins at the hour of birth, and you as their parent and guide or caregiver are just the perfect person for that job. I'm so, so honored to be even a small part in your journey and and. And just remember that we're in this together.